Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You know what time it is? It's, well, we don't have a set time at which we record this, but it's the seventh inning stretch, also known as Armando and Justin sometimes argue and sometimes agree about baseball. Um, it's the All-Star break. We've only really spoken once during the season about the National League, so we're going to turn our attention over to the Junior Circuit, the American League, for those of you who don't know. Uh, junior Circuit is, is founded later than the Senior Circuit, which is the National League. But uh, before we get into this, uh, we're going to check with Armando and see how he's doing. How are you doing, Armando? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's nice talking baseball. The All-Star break's okay. The Dodgers are flying high. I really got nothing to complain about, man. Yeah, so do you think the All-Star game was a, kind of a, a boring dud? I think it always is, bro. I think it's I always think it disappointing. I mean, the, in all honesty, the Home Run Derby is the most exciting part of the All-Star weekend, and even that's just a fucking charade. Yeah, yeah. But on the bright side, at least, the All-Star game doesn't, uh, doesn't you know, decide anything anymore it doesn't count for anything when it's decided home field advantage for the world series is just dumb like just give it to the team with a better record yeah man this actually actually made it slightly more enjoyable i'm not gonna say i enjoyed it per se but it was slightly more enjoyable because i didn't have to care yeah i mean the fact that basically this entire thing only happened because of the fact that you know bud Selig was embarrassed that a baseball game ended in that an exhibition baseball game ended in a tie is one of the crazier things possible but Going back to the home run, uh, the home run derby. Everybody, you know, on a national stage, was uh, shown to the mountain of the man that is Aaron Judge. Uh, what he did is impressive. I mean, he hits the ball for so much power. He is he is a strong, strong man. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's a really bright spot in the league this year. Uh, kind of came out of nowhere. He's got a ton of power, um, as we see, 500-foot bombs with ease. And he does it all with ease. It never looks like he's swinging hard or, or, or out of his shoes or really looks uncomfortable up there. I mean, he was hitting some lasers to right field that you felt like maybe he just poked off the end of the bat and they were just flying out. Uh, so it's really impressive what he does, man. But I think you and me are going to agree on something. And, and, and it's it's a little bit too much too early for the kid, I think. It's over. It's so overhyped. Think think about this. Aaron Judge is twenty five years old. He's been he he came up for the end of last season, where 
I'm actually, and I have his stats up on one of the tabs on my computer. Give me a second. He came up towards the end of last season. I don't think he was particularly good. Like, yeah, he was a 608 OPS at the end of last season. He played 27 games, hitting 179. This year, through 84 games, 30 homers, 66 runs batted in, a 329 average, and an 1139 OPS. Like, he's impressive. Don't get me wrong about that. Mike Trout's been doing all of this better at a premium defensive position for five years and is, I think, like two months older or younger than Aaron Judge. Yeah, man. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of examples out there. Bryce Harper's another Bryce one. Bryce Harper? Who, who's Manny, just, Manny Machado? Yeah, uh, Nolan Arenado, just younger players who are doing the damn thing and, and, and being, you know, or just as young and, and being as productive as the guy. I, I just think for me, it's 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 New York. It's, it's uh, and not just New York. It's it the beings. pinstripes, yeah. You know, because if he was a Met, I think he would get a lot of notoriety, but I don't think it would be to the extent that we're getting now. I mean, it's the Yankees. They've been kind of dormant for quite some time. A little bit of a resurgence early on in the season. He's leading the league in Triple Crown. Let's talk about the kid to 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 nauseum, really. Uh, but but. Uh, you know, he's handling it all well as of now. I just think, you know, he's an injury away from something hampering him long term. He doesn't play premium uh, quality defense. He's not a top. I don't know. It's hard for me even to say he's a top 10 outfielder. I think top 10 probably, but not top five. And and everybody's talking about him like he's the second coming of something. I think uh, eventually he's got to go into a slump. He's got to struggle. I mean, we've seen the Yankees sputter a little bit, and I think in due time he will too. It's it's that it's really hard to be this young, to stay this hot, uh, and to come out of nowhere because it's not like his career he's been known even in the minors or, or in college. He's been known to have a ton of power, but not to be this complete hitter that we're kind of seeing early on this season. Yeah, I mean, right now, I think the best comparison for him uh, is he's just a much better Giancarlo Stanton. Right, right. I mean, and these guys get talked and, about in the same breath where, all the time. Yeah, it's because they're the two. They're probably the two most powerful guys in baseball. Like just sheer power. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, uh, before this year was without question Giancarlo, and now we're uh, or the artist formerly known as Mike. And now we're going with uh, Aaron Judge, and he's in the conversation. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to be constantly compared going forward. Yeah. Do you know – and you know what's really crazy is the fact that Aaron Judge also – I mean, Bryce Harper's younger than him and already has an, and already has an MVP. Yeah. Yeah, Bryce Harper's done just about everything you can do uh, individually in, uh, you know, in the majors already, and he's about a year younger. Yeah, he is. 24 years old. And, I mean – Bryce Harper is a much scare. It's still a much scarier proposition than uh, Aaron Judge. I say that though, that someone who sees Bryce Harper eighteen times a year and sees Aaron Judge four. Right, but but it's just the tools. I mean, Aaron, uh, no disrespect to Aaron Judge, but he doesn't have the speed. He doesn't necessarily have the defense, the range. He doesn't have a lot of things that a player like Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, is a complete package. They're just a complete, yeah. absolute baseball machines. And Aaron Judge is a really nice hitter. Exactly, because I mean, there's no way that Aaron Judge. And I think his arm is decent, but there's no way his arm is going to compare to Bryce Harper, who's got the best outfield arm in the game, or his ability to play defensively. Like nobody is as good a defensive center fielder in baseball right now as, as Mike Trout. Like nobody is. Uh, Mike Trout steals bases. Mike Trout does. I mean, it's it's one of those things where he's probably like things that you could fairly say about Aaron Judge if you had to give the AL MVP out right now for this season, it's him. 
There's right. really no question about it. Right. Trout, Trout's been hurt. His team is garbage. Uh, I mean, they're 16. The Angels are 16 and a half they're, back. They're a dumpster division. fire, bro. Yeah, they're not very good. They're only made to look better by the fact that that division's brutal. But the Yankees, like, are in contention to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of it has to do with Aaron Judge. I mean, that it is what it is. But it's going to sputter, and I think it's just not – it's not something that's sustainable for a player – that's been so unproven to me. I think he has, I, I would love to be wrong. You know what I mean? I would love for him to be like, shove it and then come back next year and be like, shove it. But this kind of came out of nowhere, bro. Yeah. I could, I could deal with him. Not, not I could deal with him not being that great because like <laughs> I, I, I live in the same city as, as him. I already have a massive inferiority complex to the Yankees. Like I, I, I don't need it. I can understand that, bro. I can, understand I, need the, that. I need the biggest superstar in New York baseball to be Noah Syndergaard. But uh, staying in the AL East, uh, there's been uh, actually one very, very sur- pleasant surprise team there, which is the Tampa Bay Rays, somehow coming in at over 500, somehow scoring a lot of runs, which is something we didn't think that they would do. Yeah, the Rays are kind of surprising everybody this year. Everybody, you know, felt that they were a team that was on the down for a few years now. And, and, you know, it's one of those teams that is constantly rebuilding. We thought they'd have to sell some pieces, you know, get rid of like Archer and get rid of some pieces before we saw a complete rebuild. But they're actually treading water pretty well. They're hitting pretty well. Evan Longoria seems to, you know, really continue to be surprising me because I, I feel like he's on the down and then he'll give a little upswing and get back into form and continue to play really good baseball and be a leader for that team. So I don't know. I, I'm really surprised by what I'm seeing. I guess we all are, but uh, it, it's, it's refreshing to see that team compete, you know, in that market with the amount of money that they spend and see them compete against some of these juggernauts. Did you, did you buy it though? Do you think it can last? Do you think they continually to get a resurgence out of, you know, not even resurgence, you know, career years out of Corey Dickerson and, uh, also out of, well, Logan Morrison. The hell happened to that guy? I mean, Logan Morrison is punishing the baseball right now. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. And I don't think, I, I for one, can't see that continuing. I mean, he's been like, I, 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 mean, I don't buy it. All guys, you know, when you see baseball, baseball is the rare sport where you could pick it up a lot later and, and it just clicks for some of these guys. You know what I mean? They'll be journeymen. They'll be, I mean, Justin Turner is a really good example of this. Uh, and then eventually it just turns on and then they can do everything. And uh, I just don't think that Logan Morrison is that guy. I think this is really I don't good, think so either. a good, good start to a season. I think he might have a really good season going forward. He might get a nice payday because that's the way it works, right? But eventually I, he's just an average very average first baseman yeah and the, the big story with them is going to be the longer they stay in contention uh the long you know the chances are that they'll deal chris archer this winter instead of in season because Ar- chris archer has been probably a target for a lot of pitching needy teams like there's a lot of archer to the cubs rumors um, archer would dominate in the national league and racking up strikeouts but uh, he's a great he's a great pitcher by the way. I, i'm a big chris archer fan but that's that front line three of a recovered Alex Cobb, finally, who's starting to pitch like the pitcher that he was before he blew his elbow out. And uh, Jacob Faria, who for some reason I don't get it because his stuff isn't that good and it doesn't play that well, but he, he's he, he's making a lot out of it. So good for them. I, yeah, I like seeing that team be, a, be, be, be good. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it's good for the division, especially, like I said, there's a lot of juggernauts in there, a lot of teams that spend a lot of money and, and have huge markets, and, and they're, they're competing. And it's, it's nice to see. Uh, it's a credit to the manager of the team and really the culture that Tampa Bay build, builds down there because they're always kind of this underdog, but from time to time, they, they, they rouse up a team and they really do compete, and it, it, it's good to see. To continue, though, on this American League, and we touched on some things, All-Star, the All-Star break and stuff like that, Jose Quintana is a move that happened, bro, and I want to talk about that because this is going to affect the American League. Uh, I mean, this is going to affect both the American League and the National League because the American League, the White Sox got a good haul there, uh, and they got the Cubs' best prospect, and the Cubs got a piece that they need because they need pitching to stop gaps. Uh, this just broke today, and it's it's something that, for me, it's really exciting because I think that the, the the White Sox are doing the right thing. They, they've been trying to build for, for, for a few years now. And if they're not feeling that like they're going to compete, this is the right move. It basically, the only thing left that's not nailed down to trade is Jose Abreu. Yeah. I, that's assuming that you know, they can get a taker for Todd Frazier, but I'm not a big Todd Frazier fan. Uh, his, bat, his, his propensity to just strike out way too much and hit for a very low average are not things that I enjoy. Right, right, right. No, no, he's something that I'm, he's not a player I enjoy either. He's not consistent enough. Yeah, but they've, you know, they're, they've stocked the levels of their farm system with, uh, with some really high-grade talent uh, that, yep, two or three years from now, they might be really, really good. Yeah, the guy they got today in the trade for Quintana, Eloy Jimenez, is really highly thought of. I think Keith Law had him as his fifth-graded prospect. Uh in his midseason review that he published this year, uh, he's apparently just got a ton of power hitting, um, hit, you know, he's hitting bombs in a league that's famous for not having bombs hit. So it's a, it's a solid move. I mean, I, apparently also G, Lucas Giolito has gotten kind of got his head on straight. So there's some things, there's some things going on there. That uh, you know, really could help this team out. Uh, I'm shocked that they haven't traded Jose Abreu yet, though. And Abreu is having a really good year again because he's a very good baseball player. Yeah, absolutely. And then, then how about on the other side, man? How much do you think Quintana? Let's see. He has a reasonably affordable deal. Um, team options for the next two, three years for about ten mil. That's an affordable deal. He's he's a quality pitcher. I mean, at a four forty nine ERA, you know, one thirty two WHIP. Is do you think they gave up too much? I think that they, pro- you know what? Look past this season. Look before this season. Quintana, over the last few years, has been really, really good. He's having a tough time, and you know what? It's because he has no margin for error. Because the team he pitches on is the team he pitches for is garbage. But 2013, this is this is what I'll tell you about Quintana. 2013, 200 innings. 2014, 200.1 innings. 2015, 206.1. 2016, 208 innings. ERA in those years, 3-5-1, I'll take that production. That's a guy who knows how to pitch. His win-loss record being 50-50 and 50 over, 40 over the point of his career. If I if I hear anybody talk about his win-loss record, I'm going to fucking lose it on him. It's totally, it, it, there's like, if you want to see a pitcher who disproves the value of win-loss record, look at Jose Quintana. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, win-loss has been an overrated stat in baseball for pitching. I think even, you know, I mean, pitchers like to see a W in their in, in, in the win column, I mean, a one in the win column after every night, but I think even for starting pitchers, it's more than just wins and losses. Uh, it's just an overrated stat. He get, Jose Quintana gives a lot of quality innings, and also he's going from the AL to the NL. You save, your 20, you save yourself, I think, about 27 innings a year in just pitching to pitchers. 
Wow. That's pretty, <laughs> I don't know if you just made that up or if that's a real stat, but that's pretty impressive. No, I figured it out. Basically, every single game you basically get, if you figure that a pitcher is going to get three at-bats, a starting pitcher will get three at-bats in most of the games they play. Uh, assuming that you go through the order three times, you're seeing a pitcher, three, you know, an inning a game, you're making about 35 starts. I'm going to haircut that a little bit because of the fact that you're not going to get to see the pitcher in all three starts you make. Sometimes you'll get knocked around. So I figure it's 27, 27 times that you'll see that. You save 27 innings doing that. There's a lot there. There is a logic to it is what I'm trying. to. Yeah, get absolutely. It. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's 27 quality innings that you could save yourself. And I mean, do it. It's, you know, save these guys arms. So, I mean, it's a good move for him. I think he's going to be really good for the Cubs. I think, you know, he, he, for him, it's a comfortability thing. He doesn't have to move. It's good for him. It, it, I think it's going to work all around. And I do think that the White Sox came out with a really nice haul. Uh, but let's talk about the Central a little bit more, man. The Twins aren't as crap as they were last season. And I didn't put any money on them because they let me down so bad last year. But it's nice to see them flying a little bit high. and, 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 and Or really high, just two and a half games out. And the Indians, you know, probably going to win this division. What are your thoughts on the Central so far, man? All right, so... Miguel Sano is so much fun to watch. I know I've talked about him a lot, in, especially to you, Armando. I, I I love him because of the fact that he is actually, you know, just a freaking monster as far as what he can do swinging a bat. You want to, he's a guy who doesn't get enough attention, but he's every bit as strong as Judge and uh, Stanton, uh, and has a lot of the same issues as Stanton with the fact that he's got some. Uh, you know, some streakiness to his game, but I love him. I love Sano. He's my favorite part of the AL Central. Yeah, he's a really good player, a really bright prospect, a really a guy that's really coming to do his own. And, and if he can stay healthy, uh, I think he's going to have a tremendous career. Um, reminds me of, you know, I guess it's a really easy comparison because he's got kind of a heavy build and he came, he's coming through Minnesota and stuff, but a right-handed David Ortiz in his build and in his strength. And uh, even what, what I could, from what I could tell a little bit, some pieces I've seen, he has a good personality and, 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 and he's a big piece of, of that ball club, man. Yeah, well, he, I think he's also he's been exposed to mass media for longer than everybody. Because you remember he was a star of that movie uh, that was about you know prospect signings in the Dominican Republic when right, he was sixteen. Right. So he's had the camera in his face since he's a sixteen year old, and it's kind of nice that you know the star of that particular movie about pro, about you know the international prospect came in the Dominican Republic is actually a guy who has delivered on the promise. Like Sano seems like a good dude, and I'm a fan, but. On the same team, you do have to look at the fact that uh, Kyle Gibson, a pitcher at one point showed some promise, has really just devolved into one of the worst pitchers in baseball. He's really, really struggling. Yeah, he's he's really, you know, it, it's a lot of things. It's a mental, I mean, pitching, I think, is a really mental game. you got to get your mechanics into it, and then it's really just snowballed for him. Like you said, he's been a serviceable major leaguer, and it's just really not clicking at all for him this year i think the twins ultimately uh they don't have enough to really compete for the law uh, you know throughout the season but i do think they're building something nice and you know paul Molitor still has a job so you know fuck both of us because we thought he was fired in the offseason so good for him yeah well there's also you know there's some fun young talent to watch on this team besides to know jose barrios came out had a few dominant starts uh Slowed down a little bit, but you know he's a nice, solid young pitcher, twenty-three-year-old guy who's eight and two with a three-five-three ERA, which in the American League a three-five-three ERA is you know it's really good. Uh, and there's also the fact you know you have him, 
You have Byron Buxton, who's on again, off again. Like, is this he's... hit for him? You think this is his level? Like, this is it? Like, because he had a lot of hype on him. Uh, you think that Byron Buxton is just plateaued as a major leaguer? I just don't think he can hit. Yeah, I, I, I'm concerned about that too. I don't, I don't think he's going to turn into the player that uh, everyone kind of was hoping for and thought that he would become. Yeah. Now, do you think that the Twins made a mistake not trading Brian Dozier over the summer, over the winter? <sighs> I mean, I think I think they did. I think I, they, I think I think it made a huge mistake. I mean, look, dude, this is this is a team that didn't probably figure or even think themselves that they would be two games, two and a half games, you know, two games above five hundred uh, at the All Star break. So I understand the logic in it, but I think hindsight being twenty twenty, yeah, they fucked up a little bit. I mean, he's a thirty year old. They're a team that's still probably got to develop some youth and. He's coming off a 42-99 season where he's a six and a half war player. I would have gotten. I, I would have traded him. This the time to do it was the summer. I mean, I, I'm shocked that you, I'm actually shocked that he wasn't traded to the Dodgers. To be perfectly honest, because you guys yeah, needed we were a willing second to give baseman, up, and we were willing to give up quite a bit for him. Uh, yeah. So you know, hey, hey, uh, you guys, you're you're lucky that you didn't. He's been. Not very good. Right. And, I mean, Logan Forsyth has been serviceable. Chase Utley still Chase Utley. Uh, so it's been okay. Uh, I, uh, the Royals. Let's talk about this real quick, man. Mike Moustakis. They are streaking. What, I don't like it. You know, <laughs> I know you hate the Royals, and you probably will take that to the grave with you uh, because of the World Series a few years back. But uh, Mike Moustakis flashing the pan season, or do you think he could continue this? I think he continue it. He's been a really good player at points in his career. Um, I mean, look at him over the course of the years. He silently compiles stats. Right, right. And, and, and he's a guy that got sent down to the minors uh, be, because he was struggling a lot and had to get his confidence back. And, and he's really coming out, seems to be uh, finding his stride, seems to be elevating the ball a lot more, and that's turning into power, home runs, and, and, and production. Yeah, well, you know what the other part of it is, too? And this has kind of been the approach for the Royals for the past few years. Just fucking swing. They swing at everything. They're the most and aggressive you know team in baseball. They're the most aggressive swinging team in baseball. It's because they also don't have really much power. Outside of Moustakis, who on that team is going to hit home runs? No one. No one. I mean, no one. Hosmer gives you a tiny bit of pop. Um, I, I at, points in my, at points in my evaluation of baseball, I've thought more about Eric Hosmer than, than I probably should have. Like, as far as how good of a player he is. I think he might be one of those guys who at this point is uh, petered from being underrated in my estimation to overrated as hell. You know what he reminds me of, uh, kind of, with the hype and with the production and what people probably expected from him coming in and, and whatever? He's like a shitty or adjacent Joe Mauer. Same yeah, shit. That, that's Same exactly shit. what it is. And at least Mauer, I mean, Mauer was an MVP player at one point in his career. Yeah, I guess uh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, Mauer just died. Basically, is really it. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I can see that. I, I understand your point. It's a good point. Did win the MVP. Was a quality player for like two, three seasons where it was, like, elite. But, uh, I don't know. The hype, everything surrounding him, career-wise, Hosmer just really seems very comparable to that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just not a huge fan. Now, there is one player on the team I actually really do love. And if there is a god he ends up in Queens next season, is Lorenzo Cain. You guys could uh, use a whole lot of Lorenzo Cain in that outfield, buddy. Oh, I love Lorenzo Cain. He's a he's a good player. 
But I, I don't buy the Royals streaking to uh, a pennant again because uh, I, I think that their pitching is it's kind of trash. Yeah, I mean it's not uh, it's not what 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 we've come to expect from the Royals a couple seasons ago, where it got them into the World Series and their pitching was really uh, you know a bright spot for them. And uh, I just don't think they have the arms. You know, the untimely death of Jordano Ventura took a lot out of that staff. I think it's just one of those situations where them being in contention where they are after the offseason that they've had and, and all the bad stuff going on it's really a credit to them in that clubhouse but they did lose a whole hell of a lot you know out of that staff yeah i mean the only guy i really think that i would put up there and say that this guy could start for almost every team in baseball is danny duffy the rest of it i'm the rest of it i'm really unsold on nate carnes is getting out i guess yes ian kennedy ian kennedy somehow gets paid and i don't like the world anymore (laughs) I uh, yeah, I don't understand it either, man. He's he's really not 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 good. Not good. He's having yeah. a terrible year. Yeah, and then Jason Vargas, I also I, I really don't I mean Vargas is having a great season, but this if there's one pitcher in baseball who I think is gonna regress Tim, this guy I, I mean he's pitching to a two six two ERA right now. I don't buy that. It's a run and a half lower than his career ERA at thirty at 34 is when he's finally going to figure it out. He 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 averages 86 on the heater. Um, you know he he's a lefty and lefties are hitting 300 against him this season. This is not sustainable. This is some like freakish shit right here. He doesn't strike out a ton of guys. It's just everything's kind of being hit at people is what it seems like. But he's having a great first half. Credit to him after 12, 13 years in the league. You know he's an all star. Phenomenal for him. But. I, I just don't see it continuing for him, man. He doesn't have the stuff, um, and, and, and he's not missing enough bats. No, he's not. He's not. But let's uh, let's go to the, the the class of the probably the American League in Cleveland. Um, I think I think they're probably the best team in the AL. Better than the Astros, bro. Uh you're right. They're not better than the Astros. Nobody's better than the Astros in Major League Baseball right now. Maybe the Dodgers are. Ah, right. As long as the maybes in there, we're good with that. But yeah, yeah dude, but I, I forgot Let's about him for a second. I mean, forty-seven. I, I might have been a little bit over overzealous on the forty-seven and forty because of the fact that it is kind of a garbage division at the moment. But the uh, maybe I'm just putting a lot of stock in their postseason run last year because their postseason hangover hasn't been as bad as most teams lately. Because going to the World Series is basically a giant hangover for both teams at the end. They play so much extra baseball. Yeah, and I think for them, the addition or the reintroduction of Michael Brantley coming back from injury, he's such a big part of that lineup, and he, he you know, he's stuck in the middle of that lineup and really producing 304 average, you know, he, he, he's a player that I think if they would have had in the postseason last year, if they would have had down the stretch, could have really made a difference, uh, you know, and, and maybe the World Series outcome might have been a little bit different, too, with a player like that in the lineup. Yeah, and the fact is also Jason Kipnis isn't dead. I mean, he was terrible for the first month and a half of the season, but he's actually not dead. Well, I mean, Jason Kipnis is a player that uh, that team really does, you know, rely a lot on and need. Uh, so him turning it around has really, you know, been beneficial to them. But I don't know, uh, you know, how much more quality baseball does Jason Kipnis have in him aside from this season? Like, he really seems like a player that's that's on the decline. Yeah, early too, because it just seems like he's kind of falling apart. 
Um, I don't know ever what I'll think about Carlos Santana, but I think he's a decent player. Um, Jose Ramirez, I really, really enjoy, and he's doing some great things this year. This season, they say you know his three thirty two, three eighty eight, six hundred one triple slashes, quite phenomenal for a guy who doesn't hit for a ton of power. I guess the thing that's you know Edwin Encarnacion has kind of fit in seamlessly, giving him a little bit more thump in the middle of the lineup, and gave him gives him a lot more than Mike Napoli did. But uh, the thing that's really kind of perturbing me about this team is. Uh, Francisco Lindor has been pretty average with the bat. He's a sensa- still a sensational defender, still one of the best young sh- players in the game, but he's been pretty average. Yeah, he has. Um, it seems a little bit of a slump. It seems like he can't really break out of it and shake out of it. Like you said, it, it does, it's not affecting his defense in any way, but I think for them to be in the position they are and, 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 and really, you know, a quality side in the American League and really somebody a force to be reckoned with looking into the postseason and, and, and beyond is the fact that he hasn't been clicking and that that is still probably out there this season. He's going to figure it out. He's too good of a player to not get hot and to not turn it on. And, you know, for the American League, it might be at a really bad time uh, for him to really get hot and turn it on going into uh, the postseason and the second half of this year. Well, they're also going to need him to, to, you know, to actually turn it on because, once again, also, probably doesn't look like a wild card's coming out of this division. It might. It's not like the West, where the West is, you know, the abyss right now. But, uh doesn't look like there's you know going to be a wild card team coming out of this division with how much better the teams in the East have been, but Lindor really needs to turn up for this team to play well. Um, on the pitching end, what else is there to say? I mean, is is there anybody who you'd probably define as more of like a guy who's very obviously in the major league elite as far as pitching goes than uh, Corey Kluber? No, Corey Kluber, man, he's a he's a he's a, he's a stud. He's just an ace in every sense of the word. His demeanor out there, the way he goes out there. He has a, you know, a .99 whip, his ERA under three. He's just an ace. He's a stud. He's a workhorse. And he's exactly uh, what this team uh, needs. And they need a healthy Corey Kluber to, to compete in any way, shape, or form. And he's really somebody that does uh, drive this team forward. I think he, he, he is the embodiment of what we've seen the Indians become. He's really strictly business. And he goes about there and takes care of it. Um I think they're, you know, you know, he doesn't have uh, – he's one of these players to me that he might seem a little boring. He might seem like – but he's just no nonsense. He goes out there and he works and he he paints the corners. He is just a pitcher. He's not out there throwing like a lot of guys we see nowadays. He's an absolute complete package pitcher. He's a thinker, and I really enjoy watching him uh, on the bump, man. Yeah, and I mean, there's other there's other pitching talent in this team in this team too. Mike Clevenger has done a really nice job filling in, and you know, as a midseason addition to the rotation, uh, you know, he's gone out and given them uh, a bunch of very very good starts. Uh, Carlos Carrasco is a one guy who consistently is under the radar in Major League Baseball, but is an upper echelon pitcher uh, coming off of an injury last season, but having a great year. And then you could just talk about also the fact that the back end of the Indians bullpen is a ton of fun to watch because you have the best relief pitcher in the game, Andrew Miller, uh, and then you, and followed up by a closer in Cody Allen, who's been pretty much automatic as well. Yeah, I mean, what can you say about uh, Andrew Miller, man? He's he's a stud uh, under a one five ERA, you know. A .68 whip, which is you know insane, and that's that one-two punch, man. Like 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 you said, it, it, it Cody Allen has, has some really really quality stuff. He's out there uh, when he's out there. You know that 
it's probably game over. And he's one of these guys that the way him and, and, and Miller have been working and we've seen it, you know, last year in the playoffs, we saw the Indians use the bullpen and use it uh, a lot. And, and it's something that this team is going to going to rely on going forward. And it's a big part of their team. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them pick up another piece or two for their bullpen because they rely on it so much. But this is a scary one-two punch, probably as scary as it gets in the league, man. Yeah, and then there's also one fun question I'm going to ask you because I know how near and dear to your heart he is. But uh, is there a bigger jackass in baseball than uh, than Trevor Bauer? No, probably not. That's <sighs> probably not not active at least. Um, he's just I don't know, man. I don't I don't get it. I don't get how he doesn't get it. He has talent. He has you know I've seen him at UCLA. I know what he has. I know uh, he just doesn't have a fucking brain. And he doesn't. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. You know what he has, but do you, uh, do you know one thing he doesn't have? Yeah, he also. just doesn't have a brain, man. He's not. I'm not a fan of of. I'm a fan of the talent. I'm a fan of the ball player. I'm not a fan of the man. No, no, no but I'm not particularly you, John. I'm just seems like an idiot. You'd probably be right. I think a lot of yeah. people would agree with you. Yeah, but uh, but moving moving on to uh, back to the AL East because we did uh, we did kind of gloss over the the Red Sox, the Orioles, and uh, the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are horrifically disappointing this season, so don't really want to talk about them. But not much going right there. Losing Encarnacion hasn't been helpful, and they can't get anybody out. Plus, Stroman and Sanchez are massively regressing at this point. Um, the Baltimore Orioles are just so, like a total dumpster fire of a rotation. Uh, I don't know if you want to say anything about either of those two teams, but basically we should just be delivering eulogies on them, I think. Yes, yes, it's disappointing. I mean, uh, kind of a hangover from the battles they had last season. Uh, you know, hearing that Britain might be on the market, uh, that's something that's intriguing. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it's kind of meh for those two clubs. Yeah, you know, one question I do have. Uh any way that the Royals keep Machado, who's actually not having a great year with the bat, but do you think there's any way they keep him? And uh, is there any worse contract in baseball than Chris Davis? Well, Chris Davis, you know, uh, highway robbery. I think we could have saw that coming. I mean, these power guys, and he's he, it's just. I think we. I think you and me are not surprised by what we're seeing with Chris Davis as much as we are with how Manny Machado's struggling. Uh, I don't see how they can get rid of him, man. He's the heart and soul of that team. Um, I think a lot of people would be really pissed off to see Manny Machado go, but I would. I just don't know if they can pay him. No, I agree. I, I think it's going to be tough, but uh, they got to do everything in their power to do it, man, because he's for me the lifeline of that team. Him and Adam Jones, and if they go, uh, you know, it's going to be a long, long time before we see the Orioles compete again. Yeah, I mean, the the one player that has had a really nice season kind of breaking out is Jonathan Shoup. Yeah, I think we, well, not not me per se, but I think the Orioles expected this maybe a year or two ago, and he's finally growing into his own and really uh, developing into the player that he can be. And, and you know, he's, he's, he's a solid he's a solid kid, solid player. Might have been rushed up a little bit sooner than, than uh, he was ready, but he's really grown into his own now, and it's something that, uh, I mean... It's a nice surprise for the for the Orioles because I didn't think I think that he wouldn't get to this level. I really think he was going to sputter uh, and be as average as he's been. Yeah. Now there is one thing I do want to say with, with regards to Adam Jones. Um, this is this is from me to my, to my buddy Kurt. No, definitely nobody gives a shit about your fucking racial shit in America, Kurt. Fuck off. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a while since we since since you had anything to say to Kurt. So hey, I just I I I, I can't follow him. He he depresses he depresses me. He <laughs> he is evidence of that the, is my of favorite. The limits. My favorite. He's Twitter. evidence of of the limits of human imagination and intelligence. My favorite Twitter beef is you and him, though. Nonetheless, of yeah, all time, it's great. He he he's he's a fucking moron. <laughs> oh man! But let's talk about the Sox. One of his former employers, man. Uh, you think they're going to run away with this? I think they are. They started slow, but this team has really gained momentum. I mean, it started because you know M- Mookie Betts had a very slow start to the season. He's come up. He's on a bit of fire. Jackie Bradley Jr. had a slow start to the season. He's come up. He's on fire. Andrew Benintendi had a slow start to the season. He's come up. He's on fire. Notice a pattern? Yeah, they're really, they're really uh, all, 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 all getting it together. They all had a, a rough start, but uh, it's a team that's uh, kind of on fire, kind of going in the right direction. They're hitting, and I mean, to, you know, you're not. Chris Sale going every fifth day. Uh, 178 strikeouts in 127 innings. Chris Sale going every fifth day, man. A losing streak is almost impossible. Yeah, yeah. And uh, David Price hasn't been as terrible as he was last year, but that contract doesn't look good. Wait wait till the playoffs come, buddy. Yeah. And what's happened to Rick Porcello? (laughs) I don't know if I'm that surprised, bro. I, mean, I expected regression, but I didn't expect four and eleven with a four seven five ERA and a one four three WHIP. No, I didn't expect that. No, I agree. I agree. I think it's probably a little worse, a little bit more of a hangover than we expected. But I mean, we both expected regression. I mean, he, he's not the guy that 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 we've seen that we saw last year, and that that, that nobody expected that again. I, I think you'd be foolish to say that you'd be checking off all the boxes and you know writing them in for another season like he had last year. But four seven five ERA, four and eleven on a team that's winning as much as they are. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, it, it's hard to see him making the if if this continues. It's hard to see him make that playoff roster even, bro. No, it, it is especially also because if you look at the Red Sox pitching, I mean, obviously sales your game one starter in any situation, and uh, probably your game two starter is David Price, but. What's interesting is that their next probably best two starters of the season have been Eduardo Rodriguez and Drew Pomerantz. Does this team need a righty? Yeah, I think they do, and I think they have enough pieces to go out there and get it. Uh, being attainable, I think you Darvish is, 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 is somebody that's kind of been spoken about potentially being on the block, and that's somebody that could help this team. You Darvish... Uh, I think would be a great piece for the Red Sox and really uh, make them a really solid, you know, one through three going into the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, I think they do need a righty, and I think they're going to make the move to get that righty. Yeah, because at this point, how much longer can they stick with Porcello pitching as he is? I understand he won the Cy Young last year, but it's it's just tough when your career up until that point, you know, makes that season look like kind of a flukish outlier. Right. Although, you know, it's weird. I'm looking at Porcello's stats. He suffers from a disease I call the Saberhagens. Every other year is good. Yeah, and we see a lot of players like that, man, to be honest. They have the ups and the downs and the ups and the downs, and he's just one of the guys of, you know, the Saberhagens, if you will. I'm going to use the that. Saberhagens, yeah. That. Yeah, it's Brett, Saber, you know, Brett Saberhagen did that every every other year. He was either uh, one of the best pitchers in the league or kind of garbage. <laughs> but, like, there was no in-between. Right. Okay, so I think we agree on the Red Sox, man. I think they're going to yeah. be a force to reckon with. They're going to get their right-hander, and uh, they're going to run away with this division. 
Yeah. And now, and now finally to the West where there's four teams all vying for, you know, finishing within 20 games of the Astros, but won't, uh, I guess let's just start by talking about the Houston Astros. Like, holy shit, dude, is this team good? So good. So good. I mean, and it's so young. The talents they have. I mean, uh, uh, you know, Springer, Altuve, Correa. These are just some guys that 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 just would be in the middle of any lineup. I mean, George Springer of the leadoff spot has has twenty plus home runs. I mean, this is a team that from the start of the game to the end, uh, one through nine, they can rake. And and and, and you know, they got pitchers like you know Dallas Keuchel and and, and, and McCullers and some guys that can really go. And uh, I think this is a team that you know, for as long as we've seen the the Astros really struggle, it's a, it it's paying off, man. No, I mean, that's why you undergo a rebuild. If you look at, like, just the, the core of this team. Right. Uh, but how many people fuck this young. up? They're all athletic. How many people fuck up a rebuild time and time again? Look at the Royals. How many times did the Royals not fuck up a rebuild? They fucked up a rebuild multiple times. The Mets always fuck up rebuilds. Hmm. My entire life is watching <laughs> fucked up rebuilds. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Didn't mean this I know happen. so much about fucked up rebuilds. But, like, look at the players they acquire under this rebuild. Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, like look at look at what they're look at what they're doing this year. Altuve, first off, um, Armando knows me. Armando is a tall man, so he doesn't have this same affliction I have, which is uh, being short. But us short people really love other short people doing good things in sports, and Jose Altuve is one of us short people. I I get it. I get it, man. I get it. My oldest brother's a little shorter than us, and uh, he was a big Marvin Harrison fan for the same reasons. Let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, Jose Altuve is 5'6". Yeah, I love it. I get it. I get it. But, I mean, just look at Altuve year over year. It's it's remarkable since basically it was, what, the last 2013, 20, well, 2012, he starts, you know, 290, steals 33 bases, 2013, 283. Those are, like, the last two, like, decent years he had since then 2014 341 56 deals seven and then the last two years 313 38 steals adds home runs to his game last year he hits 24 homers and drives in 96 a five foot six guy hitting 24 homers in the majors and this year he's 13 like he's he's not real i love him i really love the guy yeah he just gets better every year he's phenomenal he's phenomenal and it's just i don't know what it is it's something in the water man i mean josh reddick has gone out there and really thrived uh it's just a team that's really doing great things man and 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 i want to ask you how much credit goes to the front office and how much credit goes to aj hinch or aj or did this just fall in his lap i think this just fell in his lap that front office has been the Astros front office is at the front of like every analytics thing possible. Like they're even ahead of Theo Epstein in a lot of this shit right now. They've gone out and like spent more money and thought on injury prevention than anybody in baseball. And as a result, they had like no injuries uh, at all. Uh, they go out and spend money in the right places. Like, you know, they went out and bid on Yulieski Guriel, a player who I, I think a lot of teams in baseball really would have wanted. I fucking wanted him. I knew nothing about him because of the fact that he played behind, you know, in Cuba and the Cuban, the Cuban league players are, you know, for every, yeah, for every Yoannis Cespedes there is, there's also, uh, I don't know who's, who's a Cuban player who's failed. Think of it, insert random Cuban player who's failed, but Yulieski Guriel is, you know, the most heralded Cuban player probably ever. Like that was a name we heard a lot of through those international tournaments 
him and his brother, but Guriel, after last year coming into ba- into the majors and, and struggling a little bit to get the speed of the game, he's put up a 297, 321, 491 triples last, 813 OPS. He's good. He's a good major league player, and he plays at a you know, third base right now, which is a pretty premium position because there's not a lot of good third basemen in baseball. Yeah, no, he gives you a lot. He, he's versatile. He's athletic. Uh, he's, he's, he's a good player. He's a good uh, acquisition. And like you said, I didn't know too much about him either. But from what I hear, he's one of the guys that was major league ready. Uh, he did struggle a little bit to get accustomed to the game, but he caught on. And then, you know, he's just another piece. He's just another cog of the machine, man. Just just plugging away. Now, the interesting thing about the, this team is also just how young some of their pitching is. They're rumored to be wanting to add a... Uh, you know, a, a veteran ace pitcher. They're, they're looking apparently going very hard in the market. Well, one of the names that they've been linked with, uh, which I hope there's nothing to it, is Jacob Degrom. But you know, adding a Jacob Degrom to this team would be quite, quite impressive. Yeah, I just can't see uh, you guys getting rid of you know Degrom or or or, or Syndergaard. I think everybody else might be in the conversation, but I think those two guys have to be pretty off limits, right? I think so, but then again, you know what? The Astros have a stacked farm system, and if you could get three major league ready, high caliber blue chip prospects, you have to at least consider it. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but if you look at also the Astros' pen, just so many strikeouts, so many strikeouts in that bullpen. Devinsky, Will Harris, Ken Giles, all just striking so many guys out. Yeah, man, and that, that's, you know, all of them, all of them. Let me tell you, Gregerson, Feliz, Davinsky, Harris, Giles, like you said. Uh, Tony Sipp. Yes, Peacock. Tony Sipp is a murder against lefties. Can't cross over as well, but over the course of the last few years, he's been murder against lefties. Having a little bit of a rough one this year. You know, and, and all these guys, they're just over 10 Ks, Ks per nine, bro. And, and some of these guys, Hoyt is hitting almost 15 Ks per nine. Yeah, I mean... They're they're quite frankly just just heads and above better than like they're they're what they are they're they're this year's last year's Cubs. Yeah, and and it's it, it, for me it's like you know like you said they have everything right they have the the position players young talented athletic and and and, and you know when they get days off the next guy plugs in the spot and d- does the thing they got some awesome starting pitching with Keiko and and McCullers they got fires they got some solid solid arms there but but what we've seen win playoff games what we've seen win world series in the last few few years is bullpen and power arms and this team has them and this team is the complete package yep. bro like you said last year's yep. cups for sure I, I, I'm, I, I'm a fan. I hope that they play well. I hope they do well. Plus, I, I kind of like the city of Houston. So it's where my girlfriend's from. I've spent some time there. So I don't, that's a fan base I actually don't begrudge. Um, the Rockets are a different story, but you know, that goes back to the 1994 NBA finals and I hold grudges. Oh boy, do you hold grudges? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, go to the rest of the AL West. It's a pretty meaty, it, it, it ranges from three mediocre teams that are going to hover around 500 and the Mariners who are constantly fucking disappointing. Um, just blow it the, up again. Yeah. They just got to do that. But the problem is blowing it up is they have way too much money invested in, uh, yeah, nobody's taking know, that, you know, and Felix Rodriguez and I mean, Felix Hernandez and Felix Hernandez is, you know, I like him. One of my favorite pitchers of the last decade, but, uh, it, it finally looks like it's, uh, Getting close to midnight. Yeah, he's he's pretty bad right now, bro. 
Yeah, I mean, he's, he's injuries over the last two seasons, pitching to f- almost four and a half ERA. Um, he's just not the pitcher he was. No, but I mean, that the, I mean, it happens. Injuries take their toll. He's got a lot of innings on that arm. He's been, you know, a lot of pressure on him in that franchise. It's, it's, it, it takes its toll on you, and uh, it just sucks because, like you said, he's, he's one of my favorites that, that I always enjoyed seeing him take up the bump, and he's just not – it's not there. The stuff's not there. No, but I will always, always have respect for the fact that Felix Hernandez is one of the guys who completely managed to get baseball writers to ignore a win-loss record by winning a Cy Young with a 13-12 and 12 record. There you go. And that's, that, that, that's a lot. That changed a lot of the culture and the way people do watch the game. You know, it, yeah. it did make a difference. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, if you win an ERA title facing the most batters uh, in, in uh, your league in the season and it pitching the most innings – you are the best pitcher in your league. That's actually the definition of it. You allowed the least amount of runs over the most body of work. Amen, bro. Amen. But that's a few years ago. And, you know, the Texas Rangers been very up and down. Same issue that they always have. They can hit. They can't pitch. Um, the fact that their closer going into opening day, Sam Dyson, um, has completely imploded and is no longer on the team, uh, you know, kind of says it all about how their season's gone. Uh, you know, the only real, real reason to watch the Rangers anymore is just to admire the timeless Adrian Beltre. God, I love Adrian Beltre. Still one of my biggest regrets is not re-signing him. Anyway. Yeah, but don't touch his head. No, I know he hates that shit. Shit makes me laugh. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> one of the funnier running gags in baseball. Just don't touch his head. Yeah, shit is hilarious. Yeah. But I think that's and, a good spot, man. Yeah, and then there is finally the Oakland Athletics, who are kind of garbage. Stephen Vogt Steven. getting designated for assignment, bro. No thoughts? Thoughts? I mean, that guy's an all-star, right? Two, three years in a row. He, he's an all-star because of the fact that somebody has to make the all-star team. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then we could talk about the Angels. I saw an Angels game in person against the Yankees at the stadium before the break, before the all-star break, or a while ago, because I wanted to go see Mike Trout play against Aaron Judge, and then Mike Trout got hurt, leading that team kind of unwatchable. The only thing that's really left is seeing the burning embers of uh, – Albert Pujols' career, uh, which is going to last a lot longer contractually than it needs to. <laughs> I was going to say, bro, I mean, it's burning, but it's going to burn for a while. Yeah, it's a slow burn. <laughs> and then you can also watch Cameron Maven fool fantasy baseball owners into thinking he has He's a quality baseball player yeah. by stealing some cheap bases, but, not, but, but still managing to not get on base enough to actually be good. That dude sucks so bad. I'm just not a Cameron Maven fan. Um, it's been, he's shown like too many fits and starts of, I might be good, I'm not. I might be good, I'm not. He could have been like Dexter Fowler, bro. That's what I was expecting, you know? Like, to be honest, yeah. that's what I was expecting. A little Dexter Fowler, and he's not, 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 not anywhere near that. Dexter, while we're on the topic of the Cubs for a second, for Dexter Fowler, uh, because I just want to bring this up, him not re-signing with the Cubs was a lose-lose for both of those teams. He was the perfect leadoff hitter for that team. And he and and he they were the perfect lineup behind him to get him on base. He's not been quite as good in a spot where he has to hit in the middle of a lineup. That move probably has made the biggest impact in baseball. It probably has. It it, it really has. I mean, the Cubs have struggled with who to hit leadoff all season. The fact that they've had to use Anthony Rizzo, who's one of their best lineup producers, in the leadoff spot, best run producers in the leadoff spot, has been kind of disastrous for him. And it's not helped my fantasy team. Sorry, bro. It's the yeah. price you pay in fantasy, my man. I know. 
I know. And you know Joe Madden's going to try some crazy shit, so. I, I, I respect the crazy shit he's trying, but once, you know, I, I don't think that there's any conventional, like, I, I like unconventional thinking to a point, but I can't, I, you can't give me any argument that, that places Kyle Schwarber at the top of the lineup that I'm going to say, like, I buy that logic. I hear you. I hear you. I think sometimes yeah. it's just got to be throw some shit on the wall, see what sticks, bro. Oh, yeah, it, that's, I mean, that's what it is because of the fact the Cubs just don't have a leadoff hitter. I mean, what are you going to do? But Javi Baez there, the guy swings at everything and doesn't get on base. But he's so ben fun. So- he's so fun he to watch. <laughs> ben Zobris, Ben Zobris is also, Ben Zobris is a guy who they signed to a four-year deal where it's looking like, you know, he's decaying. Year two he's of decaying. it that this is going to be bad money after bad. Yeah, he's decaying, bro. He's, he's, it's done. It's done. Ben Zobris is done. I'm kind of glad we uh, avoided that because I wanted Ben Zobris so bad last offseason. Yeah, you know, I wanted him to. The Mets effectively were going to go into that offseason with the, the plan of not re-signing Cespedes, going after Zobrist and throwing Murph aside. If the Mets had basically followed through on that World Series appearance by not re-signing Cespedes, but only bringing Zobrist in, I would have been horrifically disgusted. Well, I'm glad it didn't work out that way, bro. I think uh, it worked out pretty okay the way it went, I guess. Yeah. Mets should re Murph. <laughs> But all right, man, oh, I think right. that's uh, that's where we can leave this. <laughs> oh, that regret. It's still so deep. It all burns. Oh, man. Oh, I love it. All right, my man. It was nice. Nice talking to you. I think we'll do this again next week. We'll see what happens after the All-Star break. Uh, let the teams get back into action. I'm really excited to see what happens with the Dodgers. And really, uh, you know, trade season's coming. And that's always an excited time of the game, man. That's all I have right now. Hey man, it's it's important. The moves that happen now are important two, three years down the line. You know, especially hey, for some of you these know teams. what? The Mets have a lot of uh, high-priced veterans uh, on expiring contracts who a contender could take. So, uh, giddy up! <laughs> All right, and with that, folks. Uh, until next time, from me, from Justin, giddy up! Talk to you guys later. Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 